Dr. Gwen Shietta, and welcome to another episode of Life on Your Terms. In this episode, I talk with Deanna Hansen, founder of Block Therapy and Fluid Isometrics. Deanna's journey toward living life on her terms began over 20 years ago. Although she was an athletic therapist, she herself was struggling. Deanna was doing all of the right things, but was 50 pounds overweight, felt like a failure, and suffered from anxiety. She truly believes it was divine intervention when during a panic attack, she intuitively dove her hands into her abdomen and connected with pain. She felt a coldness and marbling in her belly that felt like scar tissue. As a body worker, she realized this area wasn't getting proper blood flow. She began to regularly massage this area and quickly the weight began to fall away and the anxiety lifted. This began a journey of self-discovery and beginning to see all of life through the lens of fascia. Today, Deanna knows her life purpose is helping others on their own healing journey. She developed block therapy, which is a version of body work individuals can do for themselves. She has a successful business with certified block therapists now in multiple countries. In this interview, Deanna talks about letting go of shame and secrets and embracing her own story to get to where she is today. There are many lessons in Deanna's journey and parallels to the 7L framework. She is excited about leveling up and trust venturing into the unknown of what's next. So let's get started. Deanna Hansen, welcome to the show. How are you? Uh, thank you so much, Gwen. I'm, I'm great, and I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited to have you join me for this conversation today. And just as we, we start off, uh, before we get into the meat of your story and how it applies to the 7L framework, just with full transparency, um, I just wanted to share with the audience how we actually know each other. Uh, we have a mutual colleague and friend, Rachel Aberly, whom I do my retreats down here in the Bahamas with. You know, I, I live here half the year and She's on an island just uh, five minutes five minutes away. And so that's how I know Rachel. But you even, uh, I think, have a longer history with her. Yes. A number of years ago, I did a retreat in the Bahamas for block therapy. It was probably one of my very, very first ones I ever did. And Rachel was one of the participants and very quickly fell in love with the work and became one of my very first certified block therapy instructors. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad through her, we are, we are connected. Um, and we just had a retreat down here and block therapy was part of it. And it was, it was amazing. The impact, uh, people loved it. So I'll, I'll start with that, but you know, so people don't know, they're saying, what are you talking about block therapy? So Deanna, um, just for context, you know, if you would share, um, what is it that you actually do? What is, what is your work? What is block therapy for, for the audience? Let's start right there. So I am an athletic therapist by profession. I actually retired from athletic therapy um, two years ago, almost now. But back in 1995, when I certified, I always focused on deep tissue work in my clients. And I had a very successful practice. However, my own personal life was really in chaos. I was not in a healthy position whatsoever. So I made some big changes to my life when I was 30. And these changes actually created me suffering some pretty severe anxiety attacks. 
this one anxiety attack in particular was the seed of everything to come because in that moment, I was literally locked away from my breath. I actually thought I was going to die. I couldn't catch my breath. For some reason, I intuitively dove my hand into my abdomen, connected with pain, which was shocking because I was 50 pounds overweight and never touched that area of my body to even recognize there was pain in there. But now I'm connecting to it, but I also let out a gasp, an exhale. So first of all, I was like, okay, I'm breathing, I'm alive. But the pain brought me out of my crazy thinking. It brought me into my body. And I just intuitively continued to explore with my hands in my abdomen. And what I recognized was fascinating because as a body worker, I was very familiar of what scar tissue felt like in other bodies. But now I'm feeling this marbling of what felt like scar tissue in my belly, even though I hadn't had any injury or surgery in this area. And suddenly I had all of these aha moments that no wonder when I'm coming back from a five mile run, dripping wet with sweat, my belly would still feel cold. So I was recognizing that there was no blood flow getting to this tissue to metabolize it. So this began a journey of self-discovery where every night I would come home from work and I would work in my own body. And very quickly, my, my depression was lifting. I was getting excited about every day. Within a couple of weeks, my chronic low back pain was gone. And at that point, I flipped my patients onto their backs and I started intuitively working in their body similar to what I was doing. And that was, again, that was the seed of everything to come about 23 years ago. So I work in the fascia system, and it's really all about understanding how to support proper cellular alignment. What happens over time under the influence of gravity and unconscious posture and breath, the cells literally start to migrate away from their rightful position. And the further they migrate, the less connection they have to life force, to blood and oxygen flow, to the opportunity to keep the tissue healthy and clean. So my work teaches you how to move through the layers of fascia, how to melt through those adhesions that have locked us in a negative fascia pattern, and probably most importantly, how to truly access proper diaphragmatic breathing so that we can really absorb, they say up to six times the amount of oxygen when we breathe this way, which I completely believe mm. it's, it's truly a game changer in our health. So it's really all about activating proper healthy habits that we were actually born to have. Mm. And why do you, and we're going to get more into your personal backstory in just a second, but, but what actually is block therapy? That's what you call, I mean, you basically invented uh, this, this new, I know there's like foam rollers and other fascia kinds of release, but you literally invented block therapy. So maybe just say, what is block therapy? So the name of the technique that I created to work on patients is fluid isometrics. And I've taught other therapists to do that on clients. Block therapy is the self-care version of that technique where we teach you using our handcrafted wooden block. We've got two different sizes, the block baby and the block buddy. We teach you how to use your body weight and gravity. So rather than the practitioner working with their energy into your body, you're using your body weight and gravity by lying on the tool as you search for pain, because pain is where those adhesions are. And when we take our time and we slowly twist and turn, not on the block on the surface, but through the layers of fascia, as we connect to that diaphragmatic breath, that is how we release those adhesions, pump again, blood and oxygen into those newly created spaces. As well, we teach people proper postural foundation so that we can pull those cells that have been pulled away from their rightful alignment back into their, their position. And it's really all about maintaining optimal space within. As long mm -hmm. as there's space within and around the cell, there's ease of absorption of nutrients in and ease of 
byproducts of functioning and waste away from the cell. So the cell has an ease of flow. And as long as there's ease of flow, we're healthy. It's when the cell doesn't have that opportunity for absorption as well as detoxification that we start to get in trouble with our health. Mm. It's so interesting as you're as you're talking. I mean, you, you just mentioned space, right? Of creating space for these cells, space for your breath. And there's such a parallel. We need space for our life, right? There's so many. And as you talked about the working through the layers of fascia and those releases, um, there's also layers of our life that we need to work through, things that we need to let go of, things that we need to bring through. And this is one of the things that I love about uh, doing my mindset of the 7L framework and and block therapy or fluid isometrics, because I feel like there's there's similar language you're talking about the body, but it's also the mind and it's also our whole life. So there's these concentric circles of where this language actually applies. So, and we, I want to hear, we'll weave in more about fluid isometrics and block therapy um, in the interview, Deanna, but, but to go back, you know, and you look so amazingly healthy. You look so, you, I think you just said you were, did you say you were 50 pounds overweight or something? You couldn't, you know, 23 years ago. Oh my God. I I just can't, I can't imagine that your skin is glowing. I mean, uh, you, you just look gorgeous and the epitome of health. And so I know, so when we think about in context um, of the 7L framework. And the first L in the framework is listen. And often as people are on their life's journeys, right, often we are on autopilot. We're just, we're just going and things are happening to us and we're just reacting and we're not breathing we're not, or we're not breathing properly, right? And so all of these things start to catch up with us and so just to just to kind of take it back and I want to I want to break down your personal journey for our our listeners um and because there's also so many learnings in your personal uh journey through this process and of creating your business and all of that but so what did you do to think about listen and it sounds like it was you were you were going along and you were doing some of your uh some of your you know therapeutic work but you had this moment and can you go back to that? I mean, what did you hear? Did you did you just hear inside of your in your head inside of your body like I just I have to stop. I have to make a difference. I mean, do you remember sort of the 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 moment when you talked about this anxiety, some this and putting something here on your belly, but something kind of spoke to you that you needed to change your life. Can you say a little bit more about where you were, what else what was happening in your life when you sort of listened and realized like, I need to change direction. Yes. And I was so incredibly frustrated. Part of that anxiety and depression I was struggling with came from the fact that I was working really hard to try to change my body. I certified as an athletic therapist. We're working with professional athletes and I'm doing the work. I am dieting. I am working out like a fiend. I'm doing 400 sit-ups a day to try to make this belly of mine go away. And the harder I work, the bigger I became. And it was like, okay, the rules of weight loss aren't applying to me. And so not only are you physically frustrated, feeling pain all the time, you also feel like you're a failure. And like, why, why is my body failing me? Like I'm, I'm not sitting on the couch eating chips and, you know, doing all the wrong things all day long. I'm actually doing what I'm being trained to do and I'm not going in the right direction. So that was part of what this anxiety was all about for me. So when I had that moment of that attack and 
I, I, it was a God thing. The reason I dove my hand into my abdomen, it wasn't a thought thing. It was just something I intuitively did. I was, I was led to do it. But what was so impactful for me was a, that first evening I was calm. I woke up the day, the next day I'd spent maybe 30 to 45 minutes working in my abdomen. So the next day I woke up and I was a little tender, but the tenderness actually brought me into my body. So I remained calm and I also had a little more space in there. So I just felt like, okay, like I'm starting to breathe a little bit more. And I was really excited to go home that next evening and, and continue the exploration. So after that second evening, when I stood up, this was where it really impacted me. I felt taller, but then I went and I looked at myself in the mirror and my belly was flatter than it had looked in years. So I'm thinking, holy smokes, I have been forcing my body, working out like crazy to try to get a result that I did, but in the wrong direction. And within two evenings of simply doing this work, now my abdomen is starting to look cleaner and healthier and flatter. And so that sparked me to continue the exploration. And it was, I, I was being guided and, and I was listening to what my cells were saying to me. They were happy that I was doing this. So as I continued and I started over time really seeing the consecutive changes building up, I recognized that I'm, I'm starting to become far more um, intuitive about what my body is saying to me. I'm listening to those deeper cells than what I was consciously aware of. I was trapped in my ego of having specific desires of looking fit, being more attractive. And again, all of that work just took me in the opposite direction. So to release that and simply almost do a restful version of exercise mm -hmm. that was gaining me these incredible results, I just knew I had something really significant and important to share. You just, you just had like, you just said like three such juicy gems there, Deanna. I mean, the first one, and just to go back, cause we, I, I want to walk us, you know, through there's, there's seven, seven L's here, but um, you just said that you were, you were led that maybe it was God. So, you know, in the, in the 7L framework, we call being tapped in, I, I call it our inner compass, right? Because it's sort of our internal GPS. If you're religious, some people call it spirit, God, something, intuition, gut, um, there's so many different words. And I, I love what you said. It sounds like if I heard you right, maybe initially, it almost sounds like you're saying it was sort of, sort of maybe a divine intervention. But then you were able to, it was like a handoff to your body. And so many of us, that's where we, I always say this listening is actually a practice. And often we get to this listening mindset through a physical practice, whether that's yoga, meditation, block therapy, you know, journaling, walking in the nature, whatever it is. But is, is that what you're saying that you feel like there was some divine spiritual God intervention and then sort of handed it off and then you found it internally within yourself? I, I really do. And along the way, I've been incredibly driven to this is my life purpose to get this out into the world because people need to know there's a different approach to the majority of things that we address regarding health, regarding fitness, vanity, trauma, all of these things. They're, they're really all part of how we, how we go through time and how we respond to the forces of life. Those include the mechanical forces like gravity constantly pulling us down, but also the forces in relationship, how we're born into the world. We were born with our mother's breath. That's where genetics are passed down from. It's, it's the breathing pattern of the mother. So we come out from that space of breath because the breath dictates how we express to the world. If we're breathing through the muscles of the upper chest, we're connected to a, a stressed brain pattern. 
when we breathe diaphragmatically and now we're able to feed all of the cells in the body as well as optimally detoxify the body we're connecting to a relaxed brain pattern we're connecting to the rest and digest parasympathetic nervous system we need a balance of sympathetic and parasympathetic but most people are just living in fight or flight mode and they're literally frozen so to be able to truly see all of life through the lens of the fascia gives us yeah. an approach to be able to manage and deal with all of life through that lens in a very simple and directed way. It's symbolic, right? It's representative. And as, as you said, uh, you know, it's, it's on the physical, but also our mindset. And the other piece that you said is once you started doing that, it was a rest and relax. You weren't pushing anymore. You weren't pushing and, and you were doing all these things, 400 sit-ups or whatever, and things aren't changing. And, the, and the, you know, you mentioned the ego. Again, another parallel with life. I always say, you know, when we're, when we're in the know, we're in the flow, right? Things just start when we know when we're doing the right things and we're aligned in our life, right? When, when, we're, when we're aligned in our body, uh, things just come easier to us. So whether it's physically, mentally, spiritually, and so you, you got aligned and then the things your body just started changing you didn't have to to push and it sounds like and in your in your actual life as well i mean it sounds like you were struggling with a lot of anxiety and and it sounds like your business model i mean things started which brings us I'll, I'll bring us to the second l with that which is love and love is all about loving ourselves enough to give ourselves permission to live our most authentic life and to live in alignment with our values, passions, and purpose. And you mentioned this is this is your why. And so many people, again, are just going through, they may be living society's values, right? You mentioned the vanity piece or whatever that is, you know, trying to have the certain house and the certain title and the certain whatever. And it sounds like you got very clear about your own person, you took re-inventory, it sounds like, of your values, passions, purpose. So say a little bit more about that. So you had this aha listen, and then comes the second L of, of realigning your physical life, but it also sounds like that impacted your whole life. Yeah. So I grew up in a family of three girls. I was the youngest, and my family was very focused on size. So being this, I, I was always athletic but I was thick, you know, I was kind of like football player. Like when I was trying to actually turn my body into this long willowy body that I desired, I was doing actually like a hundred pushups a day. And my mom comes and looks at me. She says, you know what? I think your shoulders are too big for your head. And I thought, okay, opposite to what I'm wanting. Fair enough. But what I didn't feel in my thick round body was sensual. I didn't have that connection to the feminine. I, and, and I, I wanted to be attractive to the opposite sex and yet I'm feeling anything but sensual. So, and, and I knew that was largely because of what was going on in my belly, in my core. Now, not only is it the appearance, it's also the inflammation. It's also that feeling of internal pressure. When we have that feeling, we, we can't move freely. We can't, we can't move as we should be able to move. And so as soon as this started to change for me, that became my most important thing. And I also recognized, which was interesting, that I probably spent 90% of my day stressing about my belly. Mm -hmm. So when I started to actually make these positive changes in a very simple way, 
then it was easy for me because I'm like, wow, okay, now I'm starting to love this space. Like I, I could feel the changes. I could feel the inflammation going away very quickly. I could feel the, and then I started getting the compliments. So, I mean, the, you know, the ego always kicks in a little bit, but that was just all part and parcel of what I was really looking for. And I never did crave, you know, a lot of stuff or big homes or tons of travel. I just wanted to feel right inside my body. And I was starting to feel right inside my body. And I just wanted to share that. So that became the purpose and the mission. And you're, I mean, it, it so comes across too, Deanne. I mean, you, you just light up as you talk about this and it, it just comes, you can tell from such a, a deep, uh, a deep authentic place. And so as you, and so it wasn't just for you. So you, so you grew this, so you had sort of a, your other part of your business. Um, but when you think about then that third L um, of layers, right, in terms of the things that we need to, to let go of, the things that we need to bring in to create um, a, like a life on our terms, right, a life in alignment with our values, passions, purpose, were there things that you needed to, to let go of in terms of the, the mindset, or maybe it wasn't difficult in terms of, because once you got the, the, the block therapy and all of that to let go of doing the push-ups or the sit-ups, but kind of even taking a step back and looking at your, your, your whole life, were there things that you had to, to work through letting go of a certain mindset or um, habits or anything to, to really help you leap and move towards what it was that you were trying to create, right? Because you decided like you wanted to create this and share this with the world. In order to, to do that and, and leap towards that, um, what did you, were there, was there any fear? Can I, can I do this? Can I create a business model to, to bring this to the world? What, did, what layers did you have to work through? Um, as you as of, you got this idea to bring this to the world. Yeah, I, I think one of the biggest fears that took a long time to work through, but I know it was necessary to work through them as all of our lessons are. I didn't want people to confuse the work, which didn't come from Deanna's brain. It was divinely guided and I moved along with it with the imperfect human of Deanna because, you know, I can be a mess. We can all be messes at times in our lives. I've made lots of mistakes. I've failed many, many, many times. I failure is easy now. I've done it so many times and I, I actually embrace it. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's a good step towards making changes, but there, there was a long time where I was, I was worried about me getting in the way of the mission. And that took a while to be able to separate Deanna from the business. I'm, I'm, I'm a woman, I'm a human, but there's also the business. And because it came through me, it's hard to separate them. So there'd be moments when somebody would be, you know, cutting down the work and I would be taking it personally because mm -hmm. it was hard to disassociate from that perspective. But then I got very, very good at doing that because there's been so many opportunities for me where you try things, you put something out into the world and it doesn't take or, or you do kind of get slammed for it. So through the opportunities of realizing that this this God gave me this. And, and this is what I, I really truly believe I've been put on this planet to do. So as long as I stay authentic to that mission, all of the other stuff is noise. And I'll walk past, you know, the old shames and the old whatever, and, and I'll keep stepping forward. And as long as I keep moving forward, then that's in the past. And then it doesn't even matter. So that took a little bit for my brain to get wrapped around because 
one of the things my family was also very focused on was appearance, how we look, how do we appear? So we didn't want to come across, or, I mean, I was, I was taught like, you know, hide the secrets, like don't share them. Like, right. So, and yet I'm like, well, part of my world is kind of sharing the stuff because that's how we relate. And, and, you know, for people to feel judged, you're not going to be open to receiving if you're feeling judged because you'll put up a wall. And when you recognize that the person sharing the information is a mess and probably in lots of ways more so than many, I mean, I've, I've lived pretty extreme edges of things and I would never judge anybody because I've been, you know, in some pretty, pretty dark corners myself, but to be able to be here now and to be talking about that in a way where I recognize people are receiving it as a gift, as opposed to something I need to be ashamed of. That's a beautiful thing for me to have walked through. And I've gone through many layers of that. That is so, that is so incredible. I love what you said. And I hope that people listening, I just want to recap that, you know, I think for any business person, entrepreneur, right? There's that part where, especially if you're, it's a new idea, something, you know, you're you're not buying a a franchise of something, right? You're like literally creating something. And, and, you know, oftentimes there can be that imposter syndrome or whatever of, you know, is this real or the credibility it's new. I mean, that's just part of being new and, and you do have to have a little bit of thick skin and, and separate that. But I think you just shared the secret, which is when you know it's coming from an authentic place. And I think that's that's where that alignment is. That's where we get our courage and our confidence. When you are so clear about your personal values and your passions and your purpose, when we when we're clear on that, when those doubts creep in, we we and we can just go back to that, right? And then that gives us that that courage to stand up straight again and just say, no, this, this is, I know I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be on this path. And that list and that listening, when you're tapped into that listening, that gives you courage to move through those fears or those doubts. Um, I, I love that. And so I hope that people can, can hear that and just remind themselves, you know, when we get afraid, let's go back to the basics of values, passions, purpose, and if you know this is you're clear and that this is where you're supposed to be, then you you just you move through it. I've also been listening um, recently a lot again to Michael Singer, and he wrote the Surrender Experiment, the Life Untethered, yes. the Untethered Soul, and it just it it really brings home that message that something that you cared about yesterday is so long gone today. Something that was a year ago or five years ago is, you know, not not even in anyone else's conscious awareness because there's always life coming in and we're always having to address what's coming through. So by holding on to that feeling of, oh gosh, why did I do that? Or why did I say that? And and then you beat yourself up, you're you're just simply wasting time and you're actually creating negativity for your own health because you're sending that negative frequency through your body. And that was probably one of the best lessons I learned was when reading um, Greg Braden's, I don't even know if this book is out anymore, but it's called um, uh, the um, hmm, Walking Between the Worlds, The Science of Compassion. And he mm. shared that the frequency of fear looks like this. The frequency, sorry, that's the frequency of love. The frequency of fear looks like this. The frequency of our DNA matches the frequency of love. So when we are sending a positive thought, whether about ourselves, whether about someone else through our mind, we 
turn on all of the codons in the DNA. And conversely, when we send that negative frequency out, then we're shutting down the codons in the DNA. And this was probably one of the best things he said that I, I ever took in. He said, because I was a yes girl, like I, I, I was a people pleaser. I always wanted to, you know, make that other person feel comfortable. And often when you do that, you do that at the expense of your own self. And I remember reading him say that if you do something and your higher self is saying no, but you say yes, you're actually harming that person mm. energetically because intuitively what you're feeling is what's actually going into their being. So you might actually perform the act, whatever that is, helping them move when, you know, it's your only <laughs> you day off in that. like three weeks and you're exhausted, but you go and you do it anyway, but you do it with resentment. You're putting that resentment into them. So that learning that gave me this wonderful ability to simply say no when it was a real no for me. And that was super helpful. And realizing you're actually yeah, doing something, it's also doing something for someone else, not just it's doing something for you, but also them. That is a great, yes. that is a great reminder. And just to go back for a second to Deanna, what you said about uh, your family and all of the things, you know, and thank you for being so, uh, you know, open and authentic about, right. We all have a past. We all have things and, and often um, this, this shame that you talked about secrets, right. Which can be, take so much energy, but it's also what's so amazing. And you sort of alluded to this is the gift that we give ourselves and, and that we also give to the world when we when we take all of those experiences, which are uniquely ours, those challenges, um, and transform them into what becomes our life's work. And it's all part and, and the work that we couldn't have probably done or done as well if we hadn't had those. You know, I tell people, you know, I introduce myself or others introduce me as Dr. Gwen, um, but I, I also have a GED. I was a high school dropout. There was a time where, you know, life was very, very dark. Um, I had a, an amazing sort of experience unplanned uh, and I, where I lived in Europe for a year and that completely, you know, changed my life, um, which is why Michael Crichton's quote, you know, when we change the backdrop of our life, we can often see the foreground ourselves more clearly. And we can do that in so many ways. We don't need to necessarily go to Europe. But that led me to where I am in wanting to help others, you know, live life on their terms and live life awake. And so I, I feel what you're saying. And same thing. I bet you, you would not, um, maybe you wouldn't even be here at all if you hadn't have had some of the life experiences that you had. I remember when I was about 37, I flipped the switch. I, up, up until that time, so when I was 30, this whole journey started for me and I started making positive changes. But in my 20s, I was living a pretty dark space and I felt ashamed and I hated that part of me. But then something switched when I was 37 and I, I had that moment. I, I was doing some work, some self-work, and I was hugging that young child that I, that I was. And I recognized how I wouldn't have been here doing exactly what I'm doing had I not gone through that. And, and reading other people's works is really helpful too. So Carl Jung had mentioned that, you know, the goal is to live in the balance or that that's where we're, we're, we're going to ultimately live. So if we only go this far to the negative, we only have the capacity to go this far to the positive. If we go this far to the negative, we have the capacity to go this far to the positive. And I felt like I was one of these extremes. And so suddenly that gave me this sense that, wow, there's some value in that, or there's huge value in that because 
because I have pushed that envelope over here. So now I have this capacity over here. And that just brought so much hope into my mind because we can live this way in a very clean, focused, straightforward kind of life. But some of those biggest gifts for me were those lessons in the darkness and that I, that I use today to make this work accessible and understandable and relatable for people. So the importance in that is, is huge. And that's a kind of a perfect segue. You know, we talked about layers and leap, right? You, so you leapt towards creating um, this amazing uh, business and opportunity to, to bring this gift to the world. So we, we take these leaps, right, to create, to create something or to, to, to make changes in our life. But it's so important. Maybe you can talk about these two L's together. We can't just constantly be leaping, right? We we burn out. I always use the analogy of the gymnast, right? They they do their routine and then they stick that pose and and you can see it on their face. They they sort of hold it, you know, they're just in that moment in their own little universe. It's an opportunity, A, to catch your breath, <laughs> but also to express gratitude and reflect, right? And maybe just say, you know, you did all right. Um, and also in that in that space we can look at what we've learned so that we can also apply those learnings to, to our next phase, the level up. We'll get to that in a second. But so when you pause, if we kind of put land and learn together then and looking at where you started, I'm just imagining you, you know, with that anxiety and, and being on the being on the block and you know coming into alignment and getting clear and working through some of those layers, leaping to create this business. And so when you land and also look at learnings, like you just said, um, how do you, how does it feel? Um, and, and what are the most important learnings that you've, that you've taken away from this, from this journey? That's a loaded question. And by the way, I mean, first of all, congratulations on all that you're doing to support and help people. And your story is amazing. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, that's obviously why you've got this incredible platform and you're helping so many people with that. So it it wasn't fun. Um, I do have to say the the journey up until two years ago was fraught with financial difficulty. I was never worried about my own personal life because I mean, I, I could work on patients and, and that was fine. I can, I can survive. I don't have big expensive tastes. So I think I was also partly given this because of that. I'm not seeking, you know, expensive stuff. So I was able to maintain my lifestyle while I was working to support my business. And the, the challenge for me was I, I wasn't able to really take those moments and breathe for me going on a holiday when I was financially stressed in my business wasn't a holiday. It was actually more of a, a, a beating to me because I was like, okay, like I'm, I'm trying to rest and now I can't, and now I'm feeling guilty because I can't rest. And then you get caught up in this weird little space. So, um, I, I, I wasn't necessarily healthy going through the building of the business from that perspective that took a long time. However, I also recognize that I'm, I feel like I'm on a bit of a timeline. The world is going into a really, really dark, scary space. And I see the posture. I see the posture of the youth. They are so much more compressed than we were when we were young. They're growing up in front of technology. They are riddled with toxins different than when we were growing up. Their whole bodies are different. So I've, I've always felt this sense of urgency. Like, I, I mean, if, if I take my time, which would be nice, um, I don't feel like I'm, I'm going to be performing the mission that I kind of feel like I'm here to do. So there, there was that that I had to play with. 
And ultimately what would happen is I would crash. You know, I'd, I'd work so hard and until I was like, okay, now I have no choice but to lie in bed for a week because I literally can't move. So I went through that for a little bit and I, I learned leaping, some lessons. Leaping then, without any lands, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a marathon um, of leaps. Yeah. And, and until you land in bed, <laughs> literally. Exactly, so, forced. <laughs> yes. Um, so, but again, I think that I, I felt always so incredibly blessed because there was no question why I'm here in my mind. I, I know 100% what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't necessarily know how to go from A to Z, but I know what my purpose is. So I think a lot of people simply struggle to find a purpose, but I knew what mine was. So in that sense, I was, I was calm. And again, I always trusted God, even when I was lying in bed on the verge of like, I don't know if I can pay, pay my team tomorrow. I, I knew that you're going to support me. You, you gave me this to do. I'm doing everything I can. Things are going to fall into place when they're supposed to. And then COVID hit. And then COVID was one of the biggest blessings because now people can't go to the gym. They can't go to the therapist. So initially I was attracting basically women my age and older, like 45 to 75 year old women would be the chunk in the majority of my community. But then suddenly their husbands who weren't really open to getting on the block couldn't go for that treatment or go to the gym. So now they're on it and their kids are on it. And now suddenly COVID brought this whole new level of awareness to block therapy. And then that started a whole new level of income, which was really nice because for the first time, in all of those years, I was like, okay, now I can let my gut settle on that aspect of things. So that was really huge. Neat. Yeah, that's it amazing. Was yeah, I mean, and you don't know. I, you know, there's, yeah, there's, there's gifts, right? It was a bad thing, but there's, you got to take the, you got to take the gifts. Well, another so huge that- gift of COVID was this. Like, I mean, people also kept saying to me when I didn't know how to get from. A and along the alphabet to where I wanted to go. They said, well, you're going to have to travel. You're going to have to be on stages and get in front of people. My body doesn't like travel. I get constipated when I travel. So I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I can't be on stages after a week of travel. I haven't gone to the bathroom in five days and you expect me to feel confident and sensual and be able to express my work from the place of authenticity when I'm backed up with five days of food inside my gut. So that really bothered me. And then suddenly COVID brought this whole you know, ability to communicate with the masses to a whole different level. And now I realize I don't need to travel to get in front of people. We just need to do this. And it's lovely because I can sit in my home and, um, you know, feel as good as I can possibly feel, which is when I'm at home and, and translate this message. So for me, COVID brought, you know, a number of gifts but I'm happy. With that's it. amazing. And if you want to do a little bit, you can, but you don't feel this pressure. That's not your main business model. And so when you think that, that that's a beautiful things, right? And it, it seems like I'm hearing this theme, like the theme is, the theme is trust is what I, what I hear from you is even, you know, you mentioned about paying your team, right? Or how am I going to do this? I don't want, and it's, it's as you go. And I, I think, um, Deanna, one thing, you know, I've learned in my business and, and I hear it all the time. So many people don't get started towards their dreams because they they keep feeling like they have to focus on the how am I going to do it, right? They and I always say to people, you know, focus on what you're walking towards and trust that the how will continue to unfold because you, there's no way you a you can't know everything when you start. There's just no way, right? Um so it's this example, you know, if you say you want to travel the world and you don't even have a passport, just start there, you know, get your passport. And, but but people get stuck and 
but you have just sort of had this deep connection. I'll say your inner compass, right? God is the word that you use. And even in your darkest moments, unsure how it would continue, you didn't lose your faith. And so if you were to share kind of one nugget, you know, to this point in your journey, right? You're not, you're not done with your journey, but for people to hear throughout this, would it be, would it be if you're, if, if you're sure this is your purpose and you're clear, um, have faith, trust, trust, the next step to reveal what I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that's, that's what I'm hearing from you. Yeah. And in the beginning too, when I was, when I was trying to get my business up and running and I was having these meetings with business people, they wanted a five-year plan. I'm like, I don't know what next week looks like. Honestly, like you're, you're wanting me to like zero in on five years from now. One of the things that I think I've been really good at is not having a directed plan because for me, I've built my business on listening to what others are wanting and needing. So I direct my course of action based on that. In fact, when I created my university program, it was because I had done a talk here in Winnipeg to a group of people. And at that time, this one woman in the audience came up to me. She said, oh my gosh, I want to teach this. And I mean, up until that point, I never thought that anybody else would want to teach this. So I thought, oh, well, if she wants to teach it, maybe others do. So then I put together my first version of my university program, which was done live here in Winnipeg. And then somebody from Africa reached out and I didn't even own a computer at the time. Like I was, I was determined I was never going to have anything to do with technology. So I had a couple people working with me and this woman very shortly, somehow she found out about us um, just online, whatever we were doing at that time from South Africa saying, how can I learn this? And I'm thinking, wow, like, well, okay, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but how can we figure this out? So that's kind of how I've directed my life. Same as when I hire people. I would say that 90% of my team came to me and said, I want to work for you. And sometimes in the moments I didn't have a space or an ability to pay for them. But if they actually asked and wanted to work for me, I always took that as God sent them because they have something to offer. And the few people that we have hired and let go were people that we had to look for and then hired because we saw a hole somewhere. And so we'd hire them, but then they didn't work out. But the people that would just naturally come into the flow of my life were the ones that really stuck and stayed and, and are an integral part of developing and growing this business. And I have to say, like, I've got such incredibly heart-centered people that are all part of this mission. And I also love the fact that they feel like it's theirs. Same with the teachers with block therapy. I don't yes. want them to feel like it's mine. I want them to make it their own, to own it so that they have that same sense of love and exploration and creativity that they put into the teaching. And when you do that and you just kind of let it out into the world because of where it's come from, then yeah. you're attracting the right people and the right things and, and opportunities happen. I guess that would be the second theme that I'm hearing is, and, and this started from the very first, first piece that you talked about is just not pushing not put receiving rather than pushing, whether that's, um, you know, with, with your body, not, you know, not having to, to pound to actually to lose the weight, right. We shouldn't have to force that, you know, um, that came easy. Once you found the right piece, the business just sort of naturally evolved from, from listening and paying attention to what uh, you were hearing inside and you, even to the people, right. That just the flow, like being, when you're in that flow, 
the right people just, um, they show up, right? It's going back to the Michael Singer, right? So just sort of seeing what comes and and, uh, attracting, you're putting out this, this certain energy and people are attracted by it. The right people are attracted by it. So you don't have to, you don't have to force it. And force versus persuasion. That's what we always talk about in block therapy. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's really the, the, the essence of, of how I do address my life. I don't, any, anytime I've tried to force something, it, it hasn't worked out. And funny enough, in the human design, I'm a projector. And for projectors, we need to be invited. So manifestors, which my nephew is, they can go and, and, and do the manifesting. But as the projector, anytime I've tried to say, hey, um, you know, it's, it's the shut door. Once yeah. I'm invited, then it's easy. So it just um, so know your <laughs> that that could be a whole nother uh, interview episode. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I love that. So hopefully, people can. There's many other themes, and as people go through, they'll 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 hear their own. But I think those are two incredibly important ones: trusting yourself, trusting the process, getting clear. I mean, so clear on passions, values, purpose leaping to working through those layers, whatever, right. They're different for everybody. Um, but, but knowing what those are and having the, the courage to work through, let go, what doesn't serve right anymore, that, that mindset, that shame, whatever that is. And just taking those, those small steps and, and trusting the next will reveal and, and, you know, pa- pausing, which is the land and learn, right. Because you'll, you will burn out. Uh, we can't do our best work and recognizing those learnings along the way. And those learnings often give us confidence, courage, and, you know, learnings coming from your, from your clientele as well that are telling you which way you need to go. So, so paying attention to, to all of the learnings along the way, which then brings us to the seventh L, which is, which is level up, right? And that's that what's, what's next for us, right? And it's not always about, uh, an external journey, right? Often the level up can be going deeper in, in a spiritual way, right? It can be a, a leveling up inside of ourselves, um, a mindset, another aspect of our business. Maybe we, you know, once we get to a certain place, I always say you can't see every valley and and every, you know, peak. We have to get to a certain point in our journey. And then it's like, oh gosh, look at what's over there. And so when you think about where you are now, Deanna and the what you can see now from this vantage point that you couldn't have seen 23 years ago. Um, what is what is a level up look like for you? What's what's sort of next for you internally or or externally with your business? Well, you know, great question, Gwen. Because about three or four months ago, um, I was doing a lot of self reflecting. So it, it's funny how different stages bring these different layers of awareness. So when I was struggling financially, there was nothing else in my mind except getting my business to a point that it could actually live, getting this like sick baby to be healthy and to be able to grow. So then I get to the point where I'm at that level now. And then, you know, just for the first year, probably just the the concept of feeling calm financially was a overwhelmingly amazing. But then we keep working, working, working. And then about three or four months ago, I was like, wow, like, I'm not, I'm not, fe- I'm not feeling the receptivity that I should be for, for what I'm doing because I've just been in this zone and I recognize that I've put all of my energy into the work space and I've really 
be, because I've been able to with block therapy, maintain my health and maintain, you know, my ability to keep moving forward. I really was limiting myself though, from that higher spiritual plane that I know that I should be connecting to. And I know that there's so much more that I should be, not should be that I, that I have to offer the world, but it's not in this plane. So suddenly I realized I'm at the point now where I actually can step aside from work, take some time, go and do the things that I actually want to do. And I'm actually going to a 10 day yoga retreat in October to Mexico. And I'm looking so forward to it because I'm not big on the travel thing, but if I'm going to travel, this is the something that I would want to do. So 10 days of just kind of putting life aside and focusing just on me and getting back to those real roots of like, now I'm excited because life was magical when this whole thing began for me as I was changing my body and I was recognizing what was happening. Like that was the magic. And I was like, oh my yeah. gosh. But then the magic got kind of pushed down by the business, yeah. by, by the other parts of things. And then finally, when I was at, okay, the business is going, there's always going to be lots to do, but now's the time to bring some magic back in. So I'm very excited to step into this next space and to actually give Deanna some time to, you know, really experience that magic and see where that takes me. Cause I have no idea because the mountain's still up here to, for me to see what's on the other side of that. So I'm excited. Right. Absolutely. And so it's, we're bringing this uh, conversation really full circle about space. So you're in a place, um, there's always a rhyme. <laughs> you're a, in a, a place, place for space. Create more space. <laughs> and, and I, and I love that. Right. And that's something that, creating space in our life. And I'm so glad that you're, you're doing, you're taking, you know, this 10 days and, and you're just in a financially sustainable. And so hopefully that's something that you can do on a, you know, consistent, continual basis. And even, you know, I always say to people, like, even if you can't do that, right, we can, in our day, we can set the timer on our phone, like surely we can take two minutes and do, you know, some of that, diaphragm breathing, right? Bringing us down in that parasympathetic nervous system. So we, it's amazing when we get these gifts of big space, but it's such a great reminder too, that we, we have to take our power back, right? We have to take our power back. And the one thing it's free and we have to do it anyway is, is going back to our breath and, and, and taking that right. And whether, you know, not answering that phone call or not answering that email or whatever for, for just a few minutes. So I'm so, I'm so excited about, I, I, I can't wait to see what comes out and right. And you don't know, and you don't need to know right now. What's and that's the fun going part. To reveal. That's the magic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If I knew, then it would be like, okay, well, I've been there, done that. <laughs> that's, that's it, the exciting piece is, is what will come next. And, and I haven't, I haven't given Deanna, Deanna's personal world, the space I've given my entire life, the space to do the mission, but yeah. I haven't given my personal, you know, space, the the time that I've been craving for a while, but didn't recognize because I was, I was weighted down and, and I wouldn't have changed anything. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled that my business is where it's at now. I see what we're here to do and I see that it's working and we're doing it. And we've got so many exciting new things coming, but, um, for me to actually be able to be happy without that, that's, that's a whole thing that I'm not even aware of yet because I've been so involved in this, that, um, if that were gone, like, I still am a human that has something to offer. I'm just not really sure what it is yet. <laughs> oh, there's a lot. There's a lot. This is so exciting. I, you'll have to, if you have an epiphany right in the middle, of, I, I, I want to know. <laughs> I'll send you a text. We, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or we could do a, we could do a follow-up interview and see, and that's, 
that's the beauty of life. And it reminds me of a, a, you know, a quote, one of the things that I like to say is, you know, it's so important to take the judgment out of our journey and replace it with joy. Mm-hmm. We don't, we don't mm-hmm. have all the answers, right? But if we approach it, like you said, that's the fun, right? And sometimes we put so much pressure, like I should know, I should know what's next or this or that. And if we just kind of let go of that and just make it a, about a joyful journey, that's, that is the fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. I love it. Well, it's been so much fun <laughs> talking with you. Thank you. And oh my gosh, um, I, I feel sure like we, we could go we on could, for hours and hours and hours. We could, we could. And there's going to be, there is going to be a follow-up and I want people, you know, um, you have such an amazing, inspiring story for both entrepreneurs on that side, on the personal side, on the, the physical health uh, and mental health aspect, Deanna. I mean, whoever's listening to this and wherever they are or a combination, um, there's really something for everyone in this interview. But if people want uh, to learn more and get, you know, going deeper on block therapy or read about you, what is the best place? Where should we send them? Blocktherapy.com. That's my website. You can access my YouTube channel from there, all of our social media channels. I've got every week I put out a blog. Um, I've got uh, a couple books on Amazon, um, Unblock Your Body, How Decompressing Fascia is the Missing Link in Healing. Um, that's, uh, you know, it's getting some pretty great reviews. So, um, but we also have um, a sampler program. If anybody just wants to learn and understand fascia decompression, just to make it really simple, it's $9. And you use a rolled up towel so you can feel what this is like. This really is a profound practice that will change your life when you connect properly to your diaphragmatic breath and you really understand the fascia system and how the body stores adhesion um, and how you can melt through them. So um, I'm, I'm very, very proud actually of that one piece specifically is that very inexpensive way in because even if that's all you do, that in itself is going to be such a game changer for your life and your health. Fantastic. Okay. Blocktherapy.com. That's so easy. And they can get that $9 piece. That's yeah, that's on there a, as well. Yeah. Sampler program, it's called. Excellent. Deanna, thank you again so much for, for sharing your journey and your wisdom and all of your gems. And I'm so excited to see uh, what's next for you as well. We'll definitely revisit that in the future. Thank you so well, much for being here. So much, Dr. Gwen. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for listening to another episode of Life on Your Terms. I hope you'll follow me on social, subscribe to the podcast, and check out all the ways that I can support your journey at loytinnercompass.com. In the meantime, I hope you have the courage to live life on your terms.